0: what the actual fork podcast is co-hosted by two intuitive eating registered dietitians yours truly sammy previtt owner of fine food freedom and jenna warner owner of happy strong healthy
1: we can't stand diet culture bullshit and love keeping it real our mission is for all humans to believe that they are made for so much more than chasing a smaller body we are also here to share with you that food can be fun and pleasurable again
0: Although we are medical professionals, we are human beings too. We are not afraid to share our deepest, darkest secrets and how many years of our lives were taken by diet culture.
1: We started this podcast so no human has to feel alone in their journey towards food freedom. So get comfy and join us for a casual combo where you can expect to laugh, cry, learn, and grow.
0: We are so grateful that you're here. So if you enjoy this podcast and want to connect further, we invite you to follow along on Instagram at whattheactualforkpod and subscribe, rate, and review our podcast so we can continue to share this message with more and more people. Now let's get into it.
1: Welcome back to another episode of What the Actual Fork Podcast. I believe on today's podcast, I just bought a new business. Sam, how are you today?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, honestly, like she started, like, obviously we looked up Abby, our amazing guest who we'll get into before. And right when we got the email of having her on, I was like, this is like Jenna, like this is Jenna's dream.
1: (laughs) And
0: and I just, I am already calling it. Like, we're going to have her back. You both are going to own like a million of these amazing fitness centers. It's going to take over the world and I'm here for it.
1: Like what a concept. And oh, I mean, I want, I cannot wait for everybody to get into this episode because like you say in the episode, we've been talking about fitness and relationship with fitness so much because it's the time of year where it becomes even more relevant. Yes. But like this concept that Abby owns, Clarity Fitness, it's in Georgia. You'll hear all about it soon is just, like, life-changing. I mean, I, I literally changed, changing the game.
0: I did not, like, I knew that, like, there's, you know, trainers that are starting to switch to an intuitive eating, health at every size paradigm, just like we did, but, like, it's easier for us to shift to business and, and our beliefs because we're virtual, and it's, like, changing a post on Instagram versus, like,
1: yeah (laughs)
0: like Abby like literally built a fitness center that has smashed scales on the wall like you don't see that um holy shit yeah so okay before we get into introing Abby and kicking off the episode though I do want to talk about our what the actual fork moment of the week
1: and we combined because I know we both have the same
0: Well, I'm going (laughs) to tee it up and then hand it over to you because I was on Instagram yesterday. And like, first of all, your carousel posts have been fire lately. They look very, (laughs) like just very appealing in many different ways. So, of course, I loved your Steve Carell um, from Anchorman meme. What the fuck is going on? I think his name is Brick, that character. Um, Love that movie. But anyways, you swipe through your carousel and you're talking about all the fucked up things in diet culture and point number three, I want to hone in on here. You said feeding tubes for weight loss. And I literally was like, I said it out loud. I was like, what the actual (laughs) fuck is this? Like I hadn't seen it yet. So
1: please explain. So, so many people DM would me and they were like, this is my, what the actual fork moment of the week. I was like, me too. So I'm so happy that we are talking about this. All have it together. Like, So I was actually on TikTok, I think it was last, it was three or four days ago, and I had it saved in my drafts to stitch because I was like, what the fuck is this? And then I let it go because I was like, I think I was in bed, like it wasn't the time. Then I went to stitch it yesterday and her profile has been removed. So people have worked so quickly to get this nonsense at least Quieted a little bit, but essentially, this woman is an ex-beauty queen, um, pageant queen. I think 2014 in Texas, maybe. Um, and this system is called the Dream Body System, and it's the use of a pediatric feeding tube, um, that the med spa inserts for you. Okay, red flag number one, well, number five hundred, but like That's the med-, med spa medically is on like unlicensed to do something like this first of all but that's a medical procedure anyway so they put this feeding tube in you and you have 10 days getting about i believe it said 800 calories per day and they guarantee red flag one to two pounds of weight loss per day on their website it says traditional diet plans only allow one to two pounds of weight loss per week we allow one to two pounds of weight loss per fucking day so this woman and her dream body bestie have all these TikToks that other people have already stitched. So like, they're not disappeared. Um, They're all sitting in my drafts right now that are like, you know, can't wait to go back to eating regular food. I've lost 16 pounds. I've lost 10 pounds. It is absolutely horrifying. And it's a franchise. So the dream body system is a franchise that is circulating med spas in, I guess, Texas now. But if you go to their website, they won't specifically say how they do it, but they'll market medical grade, you know, using medical supplies. Like it is horrifying. Then if you go deep into the TikTok rabbit hole, which I did, you see all of these teens, young adults stitching this original video that has since again, been taken down with their own feeding tubes and are like, fuck you. Like I can't get the supplies that I need to keep me alive, but you're going to be selling this for thousands of dollars. Like I just like I'm actually shaking like it gets me so angry and it was like the third of like the shit storm of the week from yesterday which was Wednesday and like I hate to even give it more attention but like we have to help our youth understand that health and weight loss are not the same and when it is literally compromising your health in these extreme measures like Something has to be done, and like it's just terrifying. This is reminding. Okay,
0: first of all, amazing. Thank you for doing the good work of digging deep into TikTok holes that I'm too afraid to dive into. <laughs> but this is reminding me of Andy does healthy. We love her her TikTok that she did about the Gwyneth Paltrow interview. Of <laughs> like just okay, first of all, feeding tubes are used. Like, I'm not a clinical dietitian, uh, and, and neither are you, but you were in the past. And feeding tubes are used when there's like acute situations going on, you're in an ICU, like when you've you, exhausted
1: all other options when you
0: literally can't eat food for whatever reason. So, the fact that people are now going to be willingly paying thousands beating like
1: thousands (laughs) what the fuck is happening it is so so wild and again like i just think about the young like we look at this and we're like what the fuck but like there are people that are like just like oh Oz- and I don't want to get down this rabbit hole because I'm on a time crunch today but <laughs> you think get ozempic at the Oscars like I had a conversation with this woman yesterday that my post on TikTok did pretty well and she literally said to me I'm so sorry I'm gonna take this stitch down and she did because or she took her part of the post down because she had a post that was like let's play a game ozempic or not going through every thin celebrity at the Oscars. And it was like, this one, natural weight loss. This one, definitely on Ozempic. Like, what message is that sending? It's sending this message to the youth that anyone can take this medication for a party, right? And that's not... I mean, it's being used already, not as intended, but that is not it. <laughs> like mm. that is just so scary to me. So then I was in that rabbit hole. I was at a coffee shop yesterday. Probably all thought I was crazy. Cause I was
0: like, <gasps> you're on so much caffeine, like <laughs> hopped up, just like looking at everything. like
1: gasping. Well, also <laughs> like, like
0: to create content like that, like what message is that sending that? Like, let's just compare women's bodies. I'm assuming the majority of the people in the post were women and like, Like, what size is their body? And are they on Ozempic? Like, what the fuck? Like And I
1: believe Jimmy Kimmel, who hosted the Oscars, also made a comment like, should I take Ozempic? Like, it's like a joke now. Like, it's not a joke. Yeah. Anyways.
0: Well, then let's get into our episode with Abby today because (laughs) she's- Fucking amazing. So today on the podcast, we had Abby Griffith, who owns and founded Clarity Fitness, Georgia's first weight-inclusive fitness center, as a response to the toxic state of the fitness industry. With inclusive and accessible group exercise options, virtual and in-person personal training, and beautiful high-end studio space just outside of Atlanta, Georgia, the Clarity team is working to magnify the voices of people in fat liberation, body positive, and weight-inclusive spaces, put an end to fat phobia, and educate the fitness industry at large about approaches that can trigger eating disorders, the second most deadly mental health disorder.
1: As an eating disorder survivor herself and previous exercise addict, Abby saw experience and had to mentally undo the damaging messaging that runs rampant in the movement space. She'll be working on her recovery for the rest of her life and knows that what she learned from her struggle can be put towards saving the lives of many people to come. I could cry. Abby was incredible. And I'm so excited for you guys to listen to this episode. So March is National Nutrition Month and...
0: Always good to mark your calendars that the second Wednesday of March every single year is National Registered Dietitian Day. So if you have not already celebrated, Jenna and I are open to celebrating again as we are registered dietitians. So you know what to expect on this podcast. We have all of the intuitive eating, anti-diet messages loud and clear. And we also love nutrition science and nutrition education. We love all foods. That includes the nutrient-dense foods and the fun and play foods, and there also is a space for supplements to be a part of this conversation. Now, the the big proponent that we are of is AG1 by Athletic Greens, knowing that it is a safe NSF-certified supplement.
1: I think it's just super important because one of the things, so the theme of National Nutrition Month is fuel for the future. And you can internalize or interpret that however you want. But one of the cool things that I love about us even talking about hu one by Athletic Greens is it's a solution for people that want to add in a multivitamin plus maybe some greens in addition to pre and probiotics and other minerals into their life, but they don't want to take a vitamin supplement every single day. Um, It's just another way to add in some more water into your diet and to just overall make a routine that works best for you, which is something we talk about a lot in this podcast.
0: Love it. So if you're ready to try Athletic Greens, they are giving you a one-year free supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. You can go to athleticgreens.com forward slash fork. That's athleticgreens.com forward slash fork. Check it out. Abby, thank you so much for being here with us today.
2: Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Yes. Now,
0: I'm excited to hear what you're going to say for our first question Because Jenna and I have been talking a lot about our relationship with fitness. I feel like it's been a theme over the past month with every episode we've done. Um, And we always love to ask our guests, what has been your most recent, what the actual fork moment? So something that you've seen, whether it be in your fitness center, whether it's been on the media, like something that stopped you in your tracks to say like, what the actual fork
2: Definitely. So mine would be, I'm actually the person that connects all of the people that come in for virtual and in-person personal training with the trainers. So we do like a hand selected matching process to make sure that our clients who might have disordered eating or any kind of tough relationship with exercise can really get matched with their best person and just aligning with goals and stuff. All that to say, when said goals come through, sometimes it's it's a mix of like, oh my gosh, and also I'm so sorry, and like this empathy, but sometimes it's just this sabotaging of themselves, just like ripping themselves apart, and it's just so frustrating to me that the fitness world still perpetuates those messages, and it's so mainstream, it's almost like counterintuitive to not beat yourself up in the fitness space. It's like, it's a culture shock if you don't have a laundry list of things wrong about your body. And I hate that that is still the climate. So and there were some tough ones that came in last week and I'm like, we need to think differently. So <laughs> we're getting started with that. <laughs>
1: I love this. And I have so many questions, like so many things are even popping into my head. So if you see me type, it's because I don't want to forget them. Um, but with that said, before we get into all of them, can you tell our listeners a little bit more about you? I don't even think we've said your name yet, Abby, Um <laughs> a little bit more about you, the fitness space that you're in right now, and really how it came to be. And also like layering on top of that, what the response from your community has been to the uniqueness of your space.
2: Definitely. So I'm, I'm Abby and I'm the owner and founder of Clarity Fitness. We're Georgia's first fully weight inclusive full service fitness center, but we also do a lot of work online and we work a ton with eating disorder recovery patients. We can actually do a release system that allows us to work with treatment providers and just be a team, a cohesive unit to help people with their relationship with exercise and like many of us in this space, it came from my own personal journey with disordered eating and eating disorders. And the the fitness space has always been a, a really big part of my life, definitely originally for all of the wrong reasons. But <laughs> as I moved through my recovery, I got really excited about Essentially, starting from scratch on what fitness meant to me and how I approached it. And it was way more about what do I feel like I want to do, if anything, today and tuning into my body, tuning into what brought joy. And I found different modalities of fitness, like I was never interested in dance or yoga or some of the things that I love now because they just didn't pop into my brain as options. So at Clarity, we have dance classes, we have yoga, we have stretching, we have breath work, we have strength training, we have an open gym center, we have eating disorder-informed personal trainers, and it's been a really, really awesome awesome space and in terms of your question about like the response from the community to be transparent it can be mixed because there are so many people that come in we have a giant wall of smashed scales like front and center <laughs> and so people walk into the front door and it's this like 14 foot smash scale wall and some people are like I completely disagree with this like scales are so important blah 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 and We're like, okay, well, you're not our people, (laughs) but I mean, people that get it, people that are in our space, people who have been impacted by disorders, disordered eating, or body image are obsessed, and that those are our people. So that's that's been really well received by by the people that we find our our community. I was just going to
1: say on your website or cognitive.design forward slash clarity, everybody needs to go look at this. Like that wall (laughs) I want in my office. It's so amazing.
2: (laughs) That was so fun. We (laughs) broke those scales ourselves. It was the best.
0: (laughs) We And like, so we've had so many fitness um, inspired podcast episodes lately but we literally have one called like why to smash your scale and we interviewed one of our friends mccall dempsey Yay! who does do you know mccall by any chance she's the best i, I was gonna say like the scale smashing um that needs to happen in between the two of you is amazing <laughs> but so you you said so many amazing things and like i know jenna and i both said before we started recording we wish that your gym was closer to us because we would be two members like no questions asked. <laughs> But you do a lot of virtual stuff, too, which we definitely want to get to. But I would love to start with the importance of language to make sure that you have this safe, inclusive, accessible fitness center. Like, what goes into your website, your messaging? Like, how important is language around movement and fitness?
2: It's honestly... I don't want to say everything because that's not true, but it's so important. Just the the way that we talk about fitness in today's culture is completely warped and not focused around the right things. I think it's moving in the right direction. I'm starting to hear shifts for the from the industry at large, which is really exciting. But um, it's it's still just so impactful when you're in that space when you're moving there's so much science and data behind your brain being more susceptible to information coming in to conversations to negativity to whatever and if you have a trainer that's perpetuating those tough messages in the fitness space those inappropriate or illegitimate messages in the fitness space it's hitting people so much more than it even would be if they weren't working out so When we have group exercise classes and those triggery messages are coming through, or if people are comparing themselves or comparing themselves to a leaderboard and beating themselves up, no one's navigating the space about, hey, let's not even have the leaderboard. Hey, let's pay attention to how you're feeling. Do you feel pain right now? Please stop and just encouraging those behaviors, which is what a truly healthy relationship with movement looks like, so uh, it's, it's been, that's the biggest part of my onboarding with our personal trainers and our group X instructors. We have a ton of people that have been in the eating disorder recovery space personally or professionally. And then we have a lot of people that really align with our approach and want to learn more, but haven't necessarily experienced that yet themselves. And so training them and helping them get those light bulb moments about, hey, this is how this might land, or let's figure out a different way to... To encourage this behavior that's healthy for everyone in the room is like 90% of my job.
1: (laughs) I love you. I'm sorry. I love you too. I mean, but what you're saying is just so true because, and I don't want to make this at all about me because I believe that I've shared this before, but I mean, the words that a trainer said to me when I was, you know, working out with him before my wedding literally ruined my wedding process for me mm. one sentence just one sentence I remember it to this day I remember what I was wearing I remember him touching my stomach and like showing me what I would quote unquote look like if mm. I followed his plan I remember the feeling that I had I remember you know what I didn't eat afterwards like the spiral mm. that happened from this one sentence that was i married seven years that was almost nine years ago Like it's wild. And I I don't think trainers realize the vulnerability of the client. Not, I don't think all trainers realize how vulnerable clients are when they're in those positions with, you know, a person of power and how, like you just said, like how open their ears are to everything that the trainer is saying and how much they take that to heart. Plus the fact that you're paying so much money to be with this person that you quote unquote trust. And so, yeah, like that is just so important to bring light to. And I thank you so much for that. And I guess from the perspective of, you know, who is coming into your gym, you know, do you look for like, tests of safety to make sure that they're appropriate to be exercising and like in a space where like they understand the weight neutral perspective for exercise. Like, do you ever kind of encounter, you know, not the right fit for the gym
2: (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I actually, I don't want to, I don't want to call anyone out. I doubt they'd be listening, but they need to be listening. (laughs) We had a a consultation literally last week and it was almost like an argument. Like we got to the smash scale wall and they were like, this is wrong. And here's why. And I'm like, okay, let's go to the classroom. And here's why I don't like, we have um, non-scale victories on our mirror in the group exercise room. We were going to do no mirrors, but we liked that people could use them. Mirror for safety and form checks. And so we just put like big thought bubbles of stop to work out when you felt pain, stepped away from my scale, or smashed it and stuff like that across the mirrors. And that felt like it was blocking this individual. So there was a whole lecture about that. And it it just it doesn't fit from the beginning in our consultation process. So fortunately we've been able to Just say, hey, we're not a good fit for each other. And usually we can feel things out in part ways in the beginning. But if someone does slip through the cracks, we really make sure that we're educating and we have a lot of different workshops and eating disorder informed professionals that'll do speaking engagements or virtual webinars. And that really gets people open to a different way of thinking if they come to those And for the most part, we have um, like our terms and conditions. You can't talk about food in this space. We want to make sure that things are inclusive to everyone, like our decisions on architecture, all the way down to what equipment we have in this space. We worked really hard to be inclusive and accessible for as many people as possible. So... For the most part, we haven't really had to deal with that because it weeds it out in the beginning, which I think is really awesome. And then there are some people like, like how I know I was in, in my relationship with exercise that just truly don't know any better, but want to learn. And we can totally help them. We work with personal trainers who can start to shift the headspace. And we have a huge list of non-diet dietitians and therapists that we can refer out to. And if we hear certain buzzwords, we'll, we'll say, hey, that's that's something that we would love to give you a resource about. So lots of different ways that we can work with people who might be in different scopes of their journey.
0: This is such a refreshing conversation Aww. like, and, and truly like I'm blown away right now because we've had a lot of people come on here and talk about fitness, but I don't think we've ever had someone to this extent where they own an entire fitness center. That is like, this is their sole mission and, and purpose. Uh, and I just, I, I like, can't help but think about, can you imagine if every single fitness center was like this, how different the world would be?
2: I would love that. We wanna figure out a way to like do consulting at some point. That's like
1: Will you franchise? Because I will buy one. I was (laughs) gonna say, Jenna, I feel like this is Jenna's like
0: (laughs) dream is to like
1: own and operate and be a part of (laughs) work. Okay, like Like, I have this new business idea for us. But I mean, honestly, we should actually talk because I, I would love it and I'm in an area that absolutely needs it. And my team and I are actually working on um continuing education for trainers who want to be more eating disorder informed. So I actually gave that presentation once, um, to a gym in Hoboken that reached out to me. Um, and the response was incredible because people were like, Oh, I never even thought of that. Or like, I didn't know these signs and symptoms of eating disorders. I really shouldn't be training this client. Like there's so many things that I think could be just so powerful. And if we could get trainers continuing at it for it, I think it would be amazing. So with that said, we should talk offline. Um, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> moving forward on this, I think, you know, two things come to mind for me. Like one is where did this idea come from for you? And like how... How did you as an entrepreneur who also wanted to help people like turn this into what appears to be a booming business? Like just if we switch gears for a second to like the entrepreneur side of you, because I know we have a lot of listeners um, that have that in them. I would just love to hear a little of that story. Also from my own personal experience, I'd love to hear it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> for sure. So it not to be woo woo, but it it felt like a, a brain download that this is my purpose, this is what I'm meant to be doing. So obviously that's like step zero 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 point one or whatever, but it's point zero zero one. But it was like that was the initial it felt like this was what my purpose is. And it was just such a powerful experience to get that obviously very, very grateful because I know that people can go their whole life trying to figure out what they want to do. So I don't take that for granted at all. But um, that was that was the initial spark. And it really was my my life in my eating disorder recovery was very, um, like I was, I was having a tough time with fitness. Unfortunately, um, right before I went into recovery, I dabbled in, um, like one of those bodybuilding competitions and that obviously did not help anything. And so it was, it was just something that I really wanted to understand and learn more about. And when I went into recovery, um, I, Everything that I was doing with my fitness routine was way too extreme, obviously, but I I didn't really trust the information that I was getting until I took the steps to being a certified personal trainer. And by no means do I advise people to uh, take that path if they're working on their eating disorder recovery, because a lot of the content is very triggering. But at the time, it was a step in the right direction from how disordered i was thinking and it actually brought me back to this more grounded less extreme space and then once i started learning about health at every size and fat positivity i got even more excited about learning a different variation of what movement could look like um and what i believe it i don't usually say the word should but should look like and um that that was really really helpful for clients that i had at the time too because i was just a trainer at University of Miami where I went to school and was helping a group of maybe 10 people at 10 clients at that time and started to dabble in like, hey, what if we encourage you to not look at the scale this month, hopefully one day ever. And we started to add those things to their routines and things I suggested to them and it helped them. And at the time I was really surprised by that because I felt like I was a, a very niche situation with my eating disorder. And so why would what I've been unlearning help other people? They probably already know this, but it was just as big of a paradigm shift for them. And they didn't even claim to have had an eating disorder, or disordered eating, and who knows if they did, but it was just really positive and powerful for them too. And that was further confirmation that this conversation needed to be way louder and way bigger. And so we're hoping that we can put the people that have been doing this work for decades in front of more people in the fitness space. We want to connect, we want to be a liaison for connection. Like we don't claim to have invented this thought process by any means, but we really want to be able to be a, a giant magnifying glass and megaphone for all the work that's been going into it for for generations. So, it's been it's been awesome. <laughs>
1: Have you ever wanted to like make a recipe or you saw a recipe that you loved and you needed to go to the store to get most of the ingredients that you didn't have already? And specifically, you need like long carrots, not like baby carrots, but you need like the big carrots. I don't know if you've ever had this experience, but if you're listening and so far you're like, yeah, totally big carrots, stick with me. Every single time I have a recipe for big carrots, I buy the bag, the large bag of them and I use one and I always end up throwing the shriveled carrots away because you only need one for the recipe, but you have to buy the whole bag. So much food waste, so problematic in so many different ways um, and so frustrating. So this leads me right into, I got my box from Green Chef this week and in one of my recipes, you needed big carrots. They sent three. I used all three for the recipe and there was no food waste.
0: That sounds amazing. And that's absolutely happened to me Thinking of like grocery stores that have bulk items when you need like one lemon and it's like, oh, here's a pound of lemons. It's like, no, I I don't need that. But my favorite thing in my green chef box this past week was they have now the 10 minute lunch options, which are no cook. Your girl loved that. So they actually gave two perfectly, like Luke and I are still trying to figure out, they were perfectly cooked chicken breasts that not only we used, but even we had some of it for Sienna's lunches and they were perfect. So I'm a huge fan. I've talked many times on this podcast how I'm not a huge cook. So anything that is like 10 minutes, quick and easy, no cook, just put it together. Perfect for when you're on the go or pressed for time between meetings. Huge fan of Green Chef for that reason.
1: So we're so excited for you guys to try it. And if you would like to go to greenchef.com slash Forks. 60, and also use code 460, you will get 60% off plus free shipping. And we can't wait to hear what recipe you like most. And again, that is go to
0: greenchef.com slash fork 60 and use code fork 60 to get 60% off plus free shipping. So we have so many different kind of pockets and of, of people that listen to this podcast. So we definitely have a lot of, fitness professionals, we have a lot of dietetic students, and we just have every human who wants to hopefully better their relationship with food and body. So when it comes back to goals, whether you're a a trainer who's helping people set fitness goals, or if you're just a human who has fitness goals, how do you guys at your fitness center how do you structure goals with clients on intake forms or or how do you i know this goes kind of back to the verbiage that we talked about earlier but what does it look like to set fitness goals at clarity
2: for sure so the biggest thing that's a difference is we actually don't encourage people to set goals so if we we say hey what are your goals also if you have no goals that is awesome (laughs) and a lot of people need that permission slip to be like oh I don't have to have a smart goal aligned with my fitness journey or whatever (laughs) so they they get that permission slip and they get go to give themselves space to figure out what that might mean maybe it's relationship with exercise maybe they have no idea that relationship with exercise exists maybe they want to, my the one that we are the most well-versed in, unfortunately, or fortunately, is the weight loss goal. And our big response to that, everyone's trained on this. And hopefully, if any of my team is listening to this, they already know what I'm going to say. The answer that we're looking for for the response is why. And that gives us the gate opening of understanding. Maybe they're worried about a health concern, then we can talk about health at every size or connect them with a therapist. Maybe it's a body image thing, then we can connect them with a therapist or talk about how movement can help you have a better relationship with body image without your body changing at all. So it's, it, that opens up the gate to what's really going on. We used to be like, oh my gosh! They said weight loss shut down, freak out, panic. <laughs> so now we found a new way to approach that because we don't want anyone to feel shamed. We like obviously understand that what we're working on is a space that isn't mainstream for fitness. So um, hopefully, one day it is. But right now, it's definitely people need to learn and need to have these conversations. So. We definitely navigate that carefully. And then we also always check in on uh, body image and self-image and we rank those one to five. So body image being how they see themselves in the mirror and self-image being how they see themselves as a person. And we want those to both be fives at some point.
1: So do you actually get clients that come in that don't know like your message and they're like, I'm here to lose weight? And you're like, so let's talk. Yep, <laughs> right? Does that every day. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's a beautiful gym. Like I can imagine people just walking through those doors. But yeah, that's about it gotta be like a big culture shock. Um, sure. we've talked about this recently. I think Sam and I actually went over this in our last episode together, but from a certified personal trainer who lives and breathes this every day, you know, if somebody's like, I would love to set a health goal, like around movement, you know, in this space, what are some things that you guys would not necessarily encourage, but like offer up as options?
2: Yeah. So this, Plays more into a part for the group exercise classes that we offer. Um, we have our classes named after how we want people to feel after they experience the class. So we have in the zone, which is higher intensity, but obviously still accessible. And we still really focus on modifications and everyone being the the champion of their own workout routine or hour or half hour or whatever they want to do. And then we have, um, and that can show up as yoga or like more of like a circuit style kind of strength training portion. We have rejuvenate, which is really restorative, gentle, stretching, breath work, meditation, um, really, really slow um, yin yoga, where you hold the poses for a while. I'm not a yogi, so that's all I can say to that. And then we have have a blast, which is your dance-based classes. So we we want people to learn to figure out what they want for that day and to come out to, hey, move, whatever. And I'm feeling really tired today. Okay. Like, first of all, you can take a rest day. Second of all, you could also stretch. You could try a yoga class. If you haven't done that before, you could meditate. You could work on breathing. All of these things are just as important as any kind of strength training. And when we perpetuate that message and give them the the authority to be in charge of their own workout routine. Like if it's personal training, the trainers check in on how they're feeling at the beginning of the workout and they can take an easy day. They can focus, they can go for a walk. They can literally do whatever feels good for that client instead of forcing something that happened to be programmed that day. So all that to say really just focusing on them, taking ownership and learning how to be intuitive with what feels good for them and knowing that that's, awesome and not something that has to be fixed or changed so
0: oh my gosh every answer (laughs) I'm just like I'm just soaking it in it really feels Uh, like you're a unicorn that isn't real um but we're very happy (laughs) that you are and so as you know the bikini body season is upon (laughs) us and I say that with obviously not any of us three humans subscribe to that but we know that it's about to be pumped out in the media. Just like when January rolls around, we know the whole new year, new you thing comes up and it's about to be beach season. And this is where diet culture gets really loud. So do you guys have like any initiatives in your fitness center that you're focusing, like your messaging on to really combat that? Or, or is there anything that you want to add to listeners who might be feeling like a pressure to look a certain way with the summer coming up?
2: For sure. So um, we don't have anything in terms of like actual verbiage um, combating the bikini season stuff, which is a great idea. And I really want to do that. But for New Year, we do New Year, do you instead of New Year, new you. And that's just like a call out of, hey, nothing has to change. <laughs> like it's another day. The clock has rotated. We're fine. And so that's definitely um, just conversations that we have around that space. We're doing um, I know that uh, There's been some political stuff going on around NIDA, but we're doing the NIDA walk. So we really just want to continue to give people resources and avenues to focus on what really matters. And that's their recovery and their ability to. To find and seek resources and continue to perpetuate this messaging and so things like that events like that, we have um, a non diet dietitian coming out for a talk in April, we have um, a physical therapist coming out for a pain management workshop in April so different events that really don't address the the typical stuff that fitness is going to really be screaming right now um we have a lot of uh information out on tiktok and instagram too as resources we did a ton for eating disorder awareness week and um the just like love your body month in february so lots of different resources there and it's also just so so important it's it's a hard shift to make but once you realize that okay the the media the gyms The weight loss companies of the world are pushing these messages to get a reaction out of you and to get money from you. And you can hear that as a massive red flag instead of them being right and you needing to do something because of that reason, or because of whatever they're saying is wrong with you, you can start to just have so many, we call them nails on a chalkboard moments, whether you're like walking out of the grocery store and you look at the headlines in the magazines or every TV show ever, or <laughs> every, every business book ever. I don't understand why I can't get through a business advisory book without a weight loss example. Like I'm like, can we use
1: examples? It?
2: Always.
0: <laughs>
1: like- Oh, Always so calories. <laughs> Even right. in baby sleep books, I don't know if either oh of you gosh. read the same book as me, mm-hmm. but I remember literally throwing a book across the room and <laughs> this woman was comparing like baby sleep training to fucking diets that you can't follow like I was like like, that's it I'll just I'd rather he never sleeps Um, I I don't
0: trust I don't trust the professionals anymore then because I'm like well then that means we that's like us we all know that that person is disordered so I'm like can I trust what your advice is like I don't know
2: it's everywhere.
1: <laughs> what I'm hearing you say that I, I would like anybody who owns a gym, who goes to a gym, who likes the gym to hear is that you can run a successful business without doing weight loss challenges. Yay! Yes! <laughs> and dietitians need to hear that too, because that's they the do. biggest. I'm sure you have
0: trainers that come to you that are like Scared to make this paradigm shift. And I don't know, Jenna and I were those dietitians that were afraid to come over to this space. Cause like, how are you going to run a business if you don't sell weight loss? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Especially like opening, this is our first ever location and Not hopefully, alone. right. I was going to say, <laughs> <Fingers crossed. laughs> but, but uh, that, that was an uphill battle just obviously, I knew that I would never do it. But I got in my head and was like, this is so hard to get this message to people who just don't get it. And I know they need it. And we know our mission and we know what we believe in. And we not, we're not we not changing that. But also, there's so many people that need this message so badly and just don't think that it applies to them. They're like, oh, I don't have an eating disorder. So why should I go here? And it's like, that's so not not what I'm saying, so it's definitely it it can get in your head, especially in the beginning when you know you need every single member you can possibly get, and you have a thousand business professionals saying, "Well, people with eating disorders is such a small percentage of the population da 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 da." And it's, it, we had tons of people telling me like, oh, you should, you should do these things and shift this so that you can speak to more people and then talk about your messaging. And it's, they don't realize that it's a, it's an ethics and morality issue at that point. It's not, it's not, oh, I'm going to do this. And then I'm going to educate on eating disorders after I trap you in the weight loss campaign or whatever we do. It's, it's just a totally different species and topic that we're never going to touch. <laughs>
1: oh, I I never want this conversation to end, but I know oh. all good things have to. Um, and so I see <laughs> Sam has a question up here that I'm going to, Sam, if I don't do it justice, please hop in. But I know Sam gave this example on a podcast that we, no, it was one of her TikToks when she said that she made the mistake one day of calling herself a dietitian instead of a eating disorder recovery dietitian or giving like the caveat to kind of tell the person asking, what do you do for a living? Like, you know, to keep out of the weight loss conversation. So I would love to hear, we would love to hear how you respond when people ask you, what do you do for a living? Um, (laughs) if that's something where like you kind of shy away from the words, personal trainer, gym owner, or if you proudly just say I'm a gym owner who does shit so differently. (laughs) How'd I do Sam? Was that good? That was perfect. And I'm sure you
0: definitely (laughs) answer that question differently depending on who you're talking to, but I just, I can only imagine, you know, Jen and I get it all the time. Oh, you're a dietitian. Oh, what diet should I do? So like, are there times that you're like, I'm just going to say I'm something else because I don't want to enter this conversation? (laughs)
2: Definitely. <laughs> it happened today, actually. I'm in a business networking group. And so obviously when I'm among therapists and eating disorder recovery coaches and dietitians that get it, then I can be like, I want a weight inclusive gym. And they're like, wow. And then we vibe and everything's awesome. But if it's not that situation, I get, I'll say it's a health at every size informed gym that usually goes over people's heads people think that they understand what body positivity means. So sometimes I'll throw that at them just because I don't feel like explaining things. And then call it a day. Um, But literally half the time that I say I own a weight inclusive wellness center or a class studio or whatever niche I'm, I'm looking at, they will be like, oh, wow, well, I need to go there. And they'll like pat their stomach or something. And it is just infuriating because I'm like, okay, we need a whole conversation I need to like get you connected with 18 different people like this is this is not what I do <laughs> and so, so usually I'll say something like oh no but it's weight inclusive like we're not about that and then they're like oh ha ha, ha and walk away and so that's usually the awkward dynamic <laughs> that happens when they don't understand what I'm saying <laughs>
1: oh. <laughs> I was just going to say, I mean, I'm, as you were saying this, I'm just browsing your website, looking at everything that you have to offer. And I also just love the diversity of your staff. Like there, just everything that you've done with this is very clear that you put so much thought into every decision that you've made for this space, like you said. Um, And I'm so grateful for this conversation. I think I'm just, I'm blown away. And again, I'm like looking at my savings account on this (laughs) then the answer i'm gonna be like so i think i just bought a gym but But anyways um sam do you have anything else to add before we tell everybody where to find abby and her amazing things everything
0: i would just (laughs) the only thing i'd like to add is how you were you know earlier abby you were talking about how um you know this is so niched and and it obviously is and we hope that it becomes more mainstream but we all on this call know that eating disorders are the second most deadly mental health disorder, second to opioid use. And so everybody knows somebody with an eating disorder. If it's not themselves, you know, somebody, even if you maybe don't know that they have the eating disorder. So I, I just, I thank you for your work. I know that we're going to have you on in the future and it's going to be like, the next orange theory and not because of what they offer that I just mean a household name that everybody knows what clarity is. And we can't wait for that to happen because there is no way that you are not going to continue to just grow and flourish. So thank you so much. And Jenna, you close us out and get all the goods for our listeners.
1: Tell us, Abby, where can people find you, find your business, where are you physically located? And if they don't live where you're physically at, how can they still benefit from what you have to offer?
2: Definitely. Thank you all so much. First of all, I'm so grateful to be on today. And it was so, so fun uh, for finding us www.clarityfitness.com is our main website. We'll have multiple locations in the future. So you'll be able to find different locations there as well as our class class lineup class roster and um, our personal training submission for online and in person is there as well so you can just knock out that form and it'll come literally straight to my inbox and i match you with a trainer that would be a great fit for you Um, we have a really fun instagram and tiktok page i'm obsessed with our social media manager uh right now both of those are clarity decatur because we're in decatur georgia so decatur is d-e-c-a-t-u You are. And um, those are both great resources. I believe TikTok may be Clarity Fitness, but you can check both of those. (laughs) And uh, I'm always able to connect through Instagram messages. Um, You can just let our social media manager know that you want to connect with me, and I would love to be connected with therapists, non-diet dieticians. We have a referral providers list. So happy to get you on that as long as we're all aligned and health at every size informed. And obviously I want to and just continue to learn and do better in this space. So if y'all have resources, if y'all have feedback on anything I shared today or anything that you've seen on any of our platforms, um, I want to learn. I want to grow. So feel free to reach out about that as well.
1: Thank you so much for being here. This conversation has been absolutely incredible. I feel so inspired and I know our listeners will too. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of What the Actual Fork Pod. We know there are a lot of pods out there and we are so grateful that you are here listening with us.
0: So if you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to subscribe, like, share with all of your friends and faves, and don't forget to rate and review and let us know what you want to hear more of. The more we hear from you, the more that we can make these episodes exactly what you want. We would also love to connect with you on Instagram at whattheactualforkpod.
1: We promise to continue to bring you the hottest topics, greatest guests, and the most fun you can possibly have fighting diet culture bullshit. We love you, we appreciate you, and we will see you next week for more fun.